Welcome into the latest installment of After the Preds here on ClintonHero.com and on SoundCloud. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Zach James, and Sports Editor John Gremmels will join us here in a couple of minutes. But first, let's take a look at the prep scoreboard from Friday night. Starting with boys basketball, Clinton beat Birmingham 66-46. Jaden Mixon scored 22 points. Prince of Peace beat... Easton Valley 56-41, Fulton over Riverdale 39-36, Comanche 88-60 over Durant Bennett, Dev Patel with 26 points, Anamosa Edge Central DeWitt 61-60, Northeast over West Branch 68-63, Iowa City Regina over Bellevue 58-37, and Rockridge doubled up Erie 72-35. On the girls' side, the Greyhounds beat the River Queens 58-53. Eatson Valley over Prince of Peace 82-7. Comanche over Durant Bennett 80-40. West Branch over Northeast 45-34. Number one in class 2A, Edward City Regina over Bellevue 63-50. Marquette Catholic 52, Calum and Sweetland 35. And to round out the scoreboard, Lena Winslow 53, West Carroll 51. John, as we bring you in here, you got to listen to both Clinton games. I got to see both Prince of Peace games. A really good Prince of Peace boys game. Seth Molu kind of stepped up when it mattered most. He hit all 10 of his free throws uh, late. He did make one free throw early. He was 99 afterwards on that. So good win for the Irish. It seemed like Comanche had a good night as well. But uh, looked like the River Queens had, River Kings rather, had a good night too. Yeah, they, well, against Burlington, it's kind of hard to tell if what uh, winless last year, one win the year before. They're struggling again this year. They're not a real great team. But you had to uh, Chris Powers had to like the way his uh, River Kings played tonight. They got the lead early. They kept it. Then in the third quarter, boy, they started. They went outside. They had a three-point play to open. Uh, the game, a, a basket and a free throw by uh, Makai Hart, and then Mix and Lemke, Thomas and DeMonte Jones hit uh, three-pointers. And then at the end of the quarter, Jones hit another three-pointer just before the buzzer got fouled and made it a four-point play. Just, yeah. so just some, you know, you get that many uh, extra point plays there, and you can put away an opponent pretty quick. Uh, another nice game for Jaden with 22 yep. points. So uh, he played well. The the River Queens, you know, just had some really bad stretches. They kept making comebacks, but they were they had to think three eight zero runs. Uh, Burlington had three eight zero runs and a nine zero run, and boy, you just an opponent does Can't that, that on you. And, Can't have that. And it's it's awfully tough to win, and and they kind of proved that. But I mean, they did keep coming back, so there were some some encouraging signs. I want to go back to the River Queen River Kings for just a second. They're four and one in conference play, and they haven't gotten to. They haven't had the luxury of playing at home much yet in that schedule. No, they haven't, and and even their you know their three non-conference losses. They've been in all those games. They didn't play that badly at uh, senior this week. They had a, a two-point loss earlier this year out at Cedar Rapids. Uh, you know, and and they lost to a good uh, Hampstead team too, if I remember right. That uh, you know. For a team that that uh, you know you didn't know exactly what they'd have, they had no real superstars, no proven big scores. 
coming in this year like right. they had the past three <laughs> the or last four three years, years. That this team's actually done a really nice job of playing as a team. Their only problem has been kind of the same thing as the girls tonight, that they just had a couple really dry spells in some of these games where teams get on a little bit of a run and, and then they're forced to play catch-up. As long as they don't, they can avoid those. They're in games, and you know, and one of the things that you remember that the coaches all said before the season that they thought it would be a pretty interesting uh, MAC race with a lot of teams. They were right. Somebody who can, who will really run away, and you know, boy, they're right in the middle of that race right now. You got to like the way they're playing. Let's move to a few other storylines that involving prep sports. Iowa football announcing that offensive coordinator Greg Davis is going to step away from the Iowa program after a five-year stint and after a 43-year career of coaching. This had to be done. I mean, Davis is a nice guy. I get all that part. And I'm and he has had some nice stretches with Iowa football. But there are still some of those stretches, especially this year and in 2014 as well, when Iowa's offense was just anemic. And they were especially anemic on Monday. That's true. And, you know, it's going to make a lot of fans happy because, you know, every time they had a loss, you know, you'd listen to the calling shows and the first thing people would gripe about was Davis's yeah, yeah. play calling and everything. Uh, but, you know, they complained about the guy before him, too, and I'm sure... The guy the, before him. You know, and... probably back to when what uh, Bill Snyder was probably the last offensive coordinator that they that they liked there, and I don't think you're going to get him back as an offensive <laughs> coordinator. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, probably something had to be done. It's just, you know, what... You know, what will they get? Who will they get to replace him? And can they do... You know, I don't know that they could have done that much different with the talent that they had last year. They had good running backs, a good line, no real receivers, and, you know, you had Bethard for... I know a lot of people were really high on Bethard, and he didn't have quite the year, you know, people expected out of him. But when you don't have any, you know, when when the receivers struggle, that makes it awful tough on a quarterback, too. The timing of this surprises me a little bit in in the sense of the move did come down. I didn't, I didn't think this move would ever come down. I thought Davis would return for 2017, 2018, hell, maybe even 2019 as, as Gary Border is kind of sending that message along. But they finally did something, and I'm... That's Lutz Brad's that they did. Now I talk. I'll talk a little bit more about that too uh, in my other gig. Well, and and you talked to to Tom Kakert, who knows uh, a lot about the Hawkeyes. Did he think it was uh, uh, retirement, like they said, where it was Davis's choice, or was it his choice with well, a little boot to his behind? It's funny you ask that because that was my first question to Tom too. Because I think there was a little bit of coming down, a little bit of pressure on Davis to go and and Caker basically was along the lines of Ferentz gave him probably gave him an option of okay do you want to leave on your own terms or do you want a swift kick in the fanny and you all obviously want to go with the better option of retiring and making it look like you're leaving on your own terms Davis is going to have a press conference on Monday so we'll, we'll see what Davis says on Monday about it elsewhere on the college football ranks the national championship game is on Monday we probably won't do a podcast before then Alabama will face Clemson ESPN is doing another mega cast I know you and I like that but in terms of the game the only way Clemson wins this is through a shootout and I don't know if Alabama's defense is going to allow that to happen. 
it'll be interesting though because Alabama's offense is not is is not uh, is not a. a, a a certain thing that you know they could be stopped a little bit and you know if Clemson can hold a little bit Clemson's got the offense to make things interesting I think it actually could be a interesting uh, championship game from a pro standpoint I know you're a Packers fan I know you're looking forward to this weekend's game against the New York Giants there are three other playoff games on the NFL sleep but let's focus on the Giants and Packers it's playoff rivalry has been pretty fiery uh, in the last eight to ten years or so with the Giants benefiting from that and then going on to win the Super Bowl in each of those trips. But they don't have Tom Coughlin. But the Packers, as Aaron Rodgers just said a couple months ago, run the table. They certainly can't. They can, but it's kind of interesting because, you know, as good as Aaron Rodgers is at Lambeau Field in December and January, Eli Manning's been a little bit better there in in the postseason. And, uh, you know, he, he... doesn't put up the tremendous numbers, but boy, he's come through in some big mm. situations there, and and really been a killer, a thorn in their side before. Very tough defense to to face Rodgers too. So you know that another one that looks like is it going to be will it be Green Bay's offense or New York's defense? The wild card though being with Green Bay's secondary just so beat up that uh, you know it's tough enough to to guard uh, Beckham. You know, when you've got a top-notch uh, cornerback or or help with the safety, when you're hurting at all those defensive back spots, you know who knows. You know that that could be the that could be the determining factor right there. And then Detroit will play Seattle later today in the other NFC game, and that that's going to be interesting too. That one's a little bit interesting because neither of those teams got to the finish line all that well. They both kind of stumbled to the to the finish. Uh, the only thing is, you know, Seattle at home, awfully you tough. You can't bet against Seattle yeah. at home. You just can't. Then the the AFC, uh, those will be some interesting games too. Especially the one on, later today on Saturday involving Oakland and Houston. Uh, two quarterbacks that will start the game who did not start the game. Oakland will start former Michigan State quarterback Connor Cook. And this is not the Big Ten any- anymore, Mr. Cook. You're in the NFL. Your first career start is going... Your second career... Yeah, no, your first career start is going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, and, you know, the saving grace for that is that Houston's had quarterback problems too. They're going to be back with Osweiler, but he certainly has not uh, put the sent the world on fire. Houston did not have a good playoff performance last year. No. And then the other playoff game, I know everybody is saying, uh, you know, well, Pittsburgh, that'll be no problem for them beating Miami. I don't Miami, think it will be. But Miami won the previous match. Jai did run 200 plus yards against Pittsburgh last time in the regular season. I get that, but. Pittsburgh in the playoffs at home. Give me Mike Tom. Give me Mike Tomlin. I know Terry Bradshaw doesn't like Mike Tomlin, but I in fact do in the playoffs. And all four of those games will be played this weekend on various TV stations too, which is going to be kind of cool—not just CBS and Fox, but also NBC and ESPN. It's also going to get in uh, the mix too. And if you can't get to a TV, Westwood One is also going to carry those games on radio. Let's talk about one more NFL topic while we're at it before we get out of here for the weekend. 
David Johnson just keeps getting honors and honors, and on Friday he was honored with being an all-pro, and it's well-deserved, and granted, he won't get to play in the Pro Bowl. That is a disappointment because of his ankle, because of his knee injury, but he just keeps rolling in the honors, and it's well-deserved after a hell of a sophomore season. And he got it. They, they created a new flex position that kind of throws wide receivers, running backs, tight ends all into the mix and uh, because of how different offenses run different things. The only thing is that he finished second behind Ezekiel Elliott at running back and then he wins at the flex position, but he he finished ahead of the second place finisher there was Le'Veon Bell. So that's pretty good competition when, that's very good. when you're going against, uh, you know, I, I remember who, I don't remember who it was last week, but some football expert was talking about, you know, out of, out of those three, players uh bell elliott and johnson who would you take and and bell was his choice because of his his receiving and 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 running abilities but you know said that you know david basically is the you know right there too where he can catch a pass and and run the ball and and boy that's a really nice honor for david and and especially you know that to end it after that really tough finish to end your season with a with an injury coming out of your last game, to get a little bit of uplifting news like that, that has to be nice for him. That'll do it for the weekend edition of After the, After the Press here on ClintonHero.com. For sports editor John Gremmels, this is assistant sports editor Zach James. Thanks for listening and have a good weekend.